my name is Norma. I'm a compulsive overeater, um, binger. Not sure about the restriction part yet. Um, I'm looking into that. Um, I would say that I have about, what well, I try to count, I'm not very good with math, but it looks like 154 days abstinent from uh, sugar and gluten, wheat. Um, so uh, that's my abstinence. I started uh, in the program around March and then I had uh, a slip where I ate something that was too sweet. So um, it was in a food um, and it, it wasn't appropriate for me. So I started my day count over again. Um, it was either February or March that I started again. Uh, I came into OA many years ago. I guess it was around 91 or 92, 1992, um, because I had hit bottom in some other uh, program. Um, my first program was Alcoholics Anonymous in 1985, where I had hit bottom on uh, drinking. And, uh, and then I came into OA after going into another fellowship for another addiction. And I came into OA around 1992. And I stayed for, I guess, about three years. Um, I might be off on the year. Um, but I was abstinent for two years. And back then uh, we weighed and measured and um, I think they called it gray sheet. Uh, I got, I got um, abstinent in New York City at a meeting on 74th Street. And uh, it, was a, it was a great experience for me. I, you know, I, I lost weight and I felt better about myself. I didn't really work the steps so. And Somewhere in there, I met my um, current husband and, um, you know, we started dating and all through the dating, I was abstinent and then we got married. I didn't eat the wedding cake. Um, but a year later, when we got to eat the, the cake that you put in the freezer, that's when I started, uh, I started the sugar again. Uh, I got pregnant right after we got married and I felt like that gave me a reason to eat. And so I started eating a lot. Um, food was like one of my first addictions when I was very young. Uh, food was um, one of those things that gave me a lot of pleasure. I was always a skinny kid. I never gained weight um, until I was about 20. And that's when I hit my first bottom with drugs and alcohol and picked up food. But from a very young age, I always ate whatever anybody else didn't want to eat ate off of other people's plates at school or whatever. My nickname in elementary school was the garbage can because I would just eat whatever anybody else didn't finish. But I never gained weight until I was about 20. And, uh, but uh, this last time what happened was I, uh, I was trying to control it and um, I couldn't control it. I tried other things, exercise. I tried abstain, abstaining from eating and fasting, intermittent fasting, but I was never a good faster. I just get too hungry. Uh, I did uh, Noom where you count your food and then you exercise to offset it. And um, I lost a little weight and then gained it right back. And I was miserable. Um, it's more about the thinking for me and what goes on in my mind and how sugar makes me act. Um, 
when I eat sugar, uh, it, it, it gives me a high and then I crash and I, I become manic and I become um, unreasonable, irritable. I'm very funny for a little while and then I crash and I'm inappropriate. So sugar has always been a drug for me. Um, and it's a dangerous drug because I wouldn't say sanction, but I, I've gotten into trouble at work about it because I would say things inappropriately to either clients, customers, uh, patients, whatever. In any, any field I ever worked in, I would be inappropriate when I was high on sugar. And I'm a nurse and one of my last jobs, I would, whenever there was a celebration in the lounge, the nurse's lounge, you know, the food would be there. And it never was about the people or what we were celebrating. For me, it was always about the food. I didn't give a crap if it was your birthday, if it was your anniversary, if you're retiring. I couldn't wait to get there for the food, especially for sweets. So long after everybody had gone back to work, I would keep circling back to where the food was to eat it or to eat the sweets or the chocolates. If somebody brought chocolates to give to the nurses and it was at the nurse's desk, I would keep circling back to it and I would take more than my share. I couldn't help myself. And then I would feel horrible. And the next day I'd say, I'm not going to do that again. And of course, if somebody, as Christmas were especially bad because people would always bring us food and never anything healthy. It wasn't like there'd be a fruit basket. And even if there was, I would overeat with the fruit if I could. So it's always been about the food for me. Even today, if you said, hey, there's a celebration at somebody's birthday or it's a family party, I'm not thinking about who I could converse with. I'm thinking about what there is to eat. I'm not comfortable conversing. I'm not comfortable in groups. It takes a lot for me to go there and talk to people and to be sociable. Uh, my, my baseline is introvert. And I only became extroverted when I was about 14 years old when I decided I wanted to be popular like my sister who was very funny. So uh, that's when I started drinking. And I found that drinking helped me with, um, with that. And sugar did the same thing. So I could be funny, I could be popular but my baseline is introverted at home with a book in a corner, leave me alone or whatever, computer, whatever. So food and drink helped me um, to get out. But I'm, like I said, I was never interested in the people. Um, and that's really sad. Even today, if I think about going to something, I'm like, what's the food gonna be at the party? But I'm not really interested in the people. Um, Anyway, so where am I now? I'm living in the third step right now. And uh, for me, the third step, giving my life and will over to God, that's where I'm at right now. Um, I have trouble with relationships. It's a surprise to me that I'm married uh, 24 years and that I have two kids and I haven't left my husband yet. It's always a surprise to me. Um, he has an eating disorder too. And um, I kind of like started OA again for me, because I wanted to leave him and I was going crazy in the relationship because I was trying to control what he was eating and throwing out his little stashes of food, um, hoarding my own food, um, trying to control him. Uh, and I realized, look, I got a problem, you know, with my own food. So, you know what, maybe it's time for me to go back to program because I'm miserable. And 
I found that when I didn't eat the sugar, I wasn't as irritable and I wasn't going crazy on him or the kids or whoever. So it's really my program and Al-Anon has helped me keep that focus too. Just keep the focus on myself and on my own recovery, whatever the recovery is, whether it's the alcoholism, the uh, codependency, the sex addiction, um, the food addiction, whatever it is, it's all about me being where I need to be working on my program, not worrying about everybody else's, you know, and through that, what's happened, um, some of the promises have come true. I feel a new freedom. Um, I'm currently um, in the process, like I said, of living the third step, and I'm going to start writing up my fourth step. Um, I feel I feel freer. I, I'm actually feeling emotions, which to me is a big surprise. Sometimes I get excited. I'm like, oh, wow, I just felt something. I, I just actually cared about that person. I just actually um, felt real joy or happiness. I enjoyed my dog. You know, I mean, like, just it's ridiculous. But some of those things have started to come true for me. And I'm able to run again. I'm able to exercise. I don't feel pulled down by um, the weight. My ankles don't hurt. My bones don't ache as much as they did. Um, I did release um, 20 pounds, which was really good for me um, to be back at a weight that I feel comfortable at. Um, I started therapy again because unfortunately, when you lose weight, you start to become more attractive. And then all those other feelings start to come up and the other addictions that I in recovery for start to come back up again. And um, so I started therapy again. Um, I'm having a few issues at work that have to do with politics and with mandates and things like that. So I've made the decision to go on um, like a medical leave for emotional problems because um, the psychiatrist I'm seeing, she wants to give me a bunch of different medications of which I want none. Um, I, I know that I'm very vulnerable right now and I'm suffering a lot of feelings because of, of being abstinent. And this is why I need to be working the steps. The abstinence is making me raw. And so it's about, you know, going from the third step to the fourth step and trusting in God that things will work out. Um, if I don't, if they decide to terminate me because I'm non-compliant with this mandate, so be it. You know, I have to do what I believe is right for me and um, for the things that, um, you know, I'm frightened about. Um, I have um, I have a condition called fibromyalgia. I always considered it a bullshit condition unless it flares up. So. Uh, for, you know, it's like an autoimmune thing. So I don't want to flare that up with any kind of vaccine or whatever. So I'm not going to get into the politics. Everybody feels differently about it. I've done a lot of reading. I'm a nurse practitioner. I know a lot. But anyway, so, um, so where I'm at, I'm in the third step, trusting that God's will for me will be um, decided by God and just turning everything over and trusting in a higher power. Um, and by working these steps, I hope to feel free in a lot of other areas, especially in the mental health uh, area, which is where I've been kind of suffering a little bit, um, you know, with um, some other aspects, some hypomania, some depression, some OCD type of behavior, whatever, you know, like I said, um, I don't put a lot of stake in a lot of things that have to do with my own health. Um, I just don't want to give it too much room. Um, but always giving me a um, hope and <clears throat> by focusing on myself I'm not worried about what other people are doing like I said uh, in my family I'm working on myself and um, things will be revealed 
what else do I want to say about that? I know I'm going to owe a lot of amends uh, to my family members. Um, and when I get to that, I'll do it. Um, briefly, I'll just say one amends. I know I owe will be to my son, my eldest son, when he was um, less than a year old. We were preparing to move. And I was trying to pack things and carrying him up and down the stairs and eating from a bar uh, from a box of chocolates at the same time because of my stress and anxiety and, you know, getting very high on the sugar and everything um, and walking up and down the stairs, carrying him, carrying boxes, eating a chocolate, going back downstairs to this day. I mean, I, I see that box of chocolates that, you know, the type that I got that I was binging on and it just makes me sick. And I fell, I fell carrying him down the stairs. And a lot of it had to do with being high on the sugar. And when I fell, uh, his leg was broken. Um, I had grabbed him so that he wouldn't be injured. I injured my back and, I, and his leg was fractured. And uh, it was horrible. It was horrible, horrible, horrible. And that's an amends that goes on my, um, my list um, that, you know, him being in a, a body cast, you know, not a body cast, but a spica cast, which is a half cast for about nine, 10 weeks because of my uh, eating addiction. So there you go. There's one men's that I have to make. And uh, I just, I, I have a lot of hope because of this program. And um, I see I'm coming on 15 minutes and I don't know what else to share. I think I covered about everything I wanted to say, which is that always giving me hope. I'm not as crazy as I was, before, you know, especially like last October and last November. And, and then again, in, in uh, February, January, February, this year feeling absolutely nuts. So I'm so happy that I have this opportunity for, uh, for more recovery in the 12 steps. Uh, and I, I thank uh, our, um, our host, uh, Becky for allowing me to share today. And, uh, the credits in AA, uh, they don't really transfer that much, but it does give you a foundation. So, so 36 years in AA, it's not completely lost, but I do feel a new hope being in an OA and um, that I have a, a chance for some really good recovery and, and absence uh, now. Thank you.